This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live for a two-hour special, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, rather Thursday, it's Thursday, October 21st, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who was caught field storming with Appalachian State last night, Jerem Jordan. Down goes Coastal Carolina. Listen, there's a lot of P&V going on with BYU and Coastal Carolina. Yep. Petty and vindictive. You love to see it. You really do. Uh, the reasons being, we'll get into later. We'll yeah. get, it, we'll get yeah, into it later. Yeah, we're, yes, we're gonna, we will. We're going to discuss in the whip, do we dislike Coastal Carolina more than Utah State or Boise State? Appalachian <laughs> State's quarterback kept some receipts from some trash talk on social yep. media from Coastal Carolina players, yep. one in specific. Again, good stuff Not on, on social the way. media. A DM, right? Yeah, so it was through uh, Instagram. Yes, so, so it was like a private conversation. He's like, hey, remember this? <laughs> It is through social media. It's just one on one. He slid into the DMs for all of the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a different slide, I think, right? Yeah. Here's your show lineup. Hour one features this question Is the threshold of success for BYU basketball this season about more than just making the NCAA tournament? Head coach Mark Pope will join us to discuss that and his star Alex Barcelo. Hour 2 features an MVP rundown of BYU Hour Cougar two. players. Yeah. Wait, what? Yep. We're getting paid extra for this? You ready, you ready for this? Kidding, I'm stoked. Caleb Lohner, Seneca Knight, T. John Lucas, Trevin Nell, Richard Harward all will join us to preview the upcoming season. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Brigham Young University football, American football team continues preparation for Washington State University's football team today before leaving tomorrow for Pullman. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick says the team has been reminded that football games are not won by coaches. It's a player's game. It's a player's game, and these guys are going to be highly motivated and ready to play. Uh, they've got a veteran QB who uh, he's a, you can tell that guy's a great leader. Um, our coaching staff, we all know that kid. From recruiting, he's a he's an awesome leader. They're going to be ready to play, and I don't think the coaching situation really has an impact on the game at all. Jaden Delora is who he's referring to, the quarterback for Washington State. That that uh, like track coat, nice by Arod. Uh, Arod also said offensive lineman Joe Tukuafu will be back for Saturday's game, which is great news. Uh, that's absolutely great news. Standing by on Harris Lachance, he didn't seem as optimistic about Harris. Again, as mentioned, a full slate of BYU basketball in our Media Day special. And of note, the Big 12 held their basketball Media Day yesterday. Defending national champion coach of the Baylor Bears, Scott Drew says the four new teams in the Big 12 will make the conference better and vice versa. Well, def- definitely it's four schools with uh, uh, tradition. Uh, and when you join uh, the Big 12, I think they're just going to get stronger. Um, but to look basketball-wise, uh, BYU has great fan support, um, great following, and has been very successful on the court. Scott Drew also added that he anticipates maybe the next goal for the Big 12 is to place three teams from the conference in the Final Four. Well then, that's uh, quite standard. That's awesome. Uh, BYU in a Final Four would be really fun. 
Number 12, women's soccer beat San Francisco 3-1 in a rainstorm with goals from Bella Foligno, Michaela Coulihan, and Cameron Tucker. Cougars returned home to host LMU Saturday night on the BYU TV app. BYU's played five conference games, won all of them, outscoring opponents 28-3. Love it. Oh, by the way, Santa Clara defending national champs. Oh, baby. Unranked. Beat number three Pepperdine last night in Lake 4 nothing. So the conference race is crazy. BYU plays Santa Clara and Pepperdine in two of the final three games. It's crunch time. Coming up, baby. Sione Takitaki and the Cleveland Browns face the Denver Broncos on Thursday night football. 8.20 Eastern kickoff on the NFL Network. Takitaki has 11 total tackles on the season. The Browns playing without their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, without their running backs. That defense from Cleveland and Sione are going to have to show up big time tonight. But Baker still lives in the stadium, according to the commercials <laughs> I watched. Yeah. Yes. Hey, he's, he's, always he's always got there. concessions available, right? That's right. That, that Those cheap nachos. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Basketball media day underway for the BYU Cougars 2021-2022 campaign. Jerem, the last two seasons under Mark Pope, BYU has been or pacing for a number six seed, if you include the COVID situation. They're getting to the NCAA tournament now. That has happened. They're picked to finish second in the West Coast Conference this year behind... Yeah, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Heard of them. So, Jerem, as we push forward, is now the threshold for success not just getting to but advancing in the NCAA tournament for BYU basketball specifically this year? It's certainly going to be the goal. You don't want to just go and be like, hey, we went. Like, you're not, uh, you know, just random team trying to win your tournament and get in. BYU's program that expects to be top 40, expects to be – uh, compete for West Coast Conference Championship in some form, right? It's tough with Gonzaga there, of course, but they want to win that title, I know. And then you want to get in the NCAA tournament, and you want to win, and you want to win a couple games. That's certainly the goal. I'm not saying that shouldn't be the goal. But let's look at the reality of the situation, starting uh, with the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Winning in the NCAA tournament is hard. It's so hard, including the first four. BYU has won four NCAA tournament games since 1994. Okay? And and only one of those was without Jimmer Fredette. So if you don't have the National Player of the Year, BYU has won one game in the NCAA tournament since 94. Those four came in like a four-year span too, right? Three-year span? Well, three of them came in a two-year span with Jimmer. Right. And company. And then the following year, they Junior, won the first four Senior game. year. Yeah. So, so all four came and, in three years span. And it was a miracle win where you're down 23 or whatever to Iona. 26 2010. You're telling yeah. me 2010 to 10, 2012. Whatever. That's where the four wins are. Other than that, it's t- no tournament so, win since 94. So my first point, it's really hard to win in the NCAA tournament. Yes. Okay? So to say, eh, win or bust, I don't know if it's or bust, right? Um, another point. The last three NCAA tournaments. Do you know how hard it is to get an at-large as a non-Power 6 in basketball? The Big East is a power conference. A non-Power 6 team. There are 37 at-large bids. The last three seasons, an average of six teams are non-Power 6 at-large. BYU included. BYU was one of the five last year. It's so hard to get an at-large bid if you're not in the Power 6. Okay, BYU has done that. In th- you know, Last year did it. Six seed, amazing. Six seed was so high. So those are two reasons why I say, eh, I'm not sure that winning or is the or bust kind of thing. Yes, you want to win. I get that. But on the other side of the coin, you look at it and you go, 
wait, isn't BYU in that position the last two years? Isn't BYU one of those at large? Isn't BYU a six seed, according to Lenardi, two years ago, and were a six seed last year? Shouldn't you win that yeah, game? Yeah, you're supposed to you're win. You're supposed to win that game. UCLA was in 11, beat Michigan State in the play-in, <laughs> runs all the way to the Final Four. Took a buzzer beater to keep him out of the national title. by Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga at the buzzer. Crazy. So I see both sides of the argument, but I the or bust thing, no. Like, like, getting to the NCAA tournament is so difficult. And then winning is even harder. So I am pleased with BYU going to the NCAA tournament. And then you see if you can't win and win a couple. BYU's been to two Sweet 16s. That means twice BYU has won multiple games in the NCAA tournament. It is very difficult. I think people, because of what BYU did in the COVID year with Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson and TJ Haas, and they were a six-seed projected, the cart gets a little bit before the horse because BYU was such a popular pick to make like this deep run well, in and the, the tournament. Well, in the simulation, right? they went to the they national They got all the way to the national title in the simulated NCAA tournament. We hung a tournament. digital banner. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the cart goes before <laughs> the horse there, and it's like, Oh, no, the expectation was that BYU was not just going to win a game. They were going to win multiple games two years ago. And so we went into last year's tournament thinking, oh, six seed again? Yeah, we could take care of whoever wins the play-in game. BYU, at worst, is going to win one game. It's really difficult. UCLA goes on this magical run. They do something of worth on the basketball side, unlike their football side. Well, it's a basketball school. Okay, exactly. Yeah. It is a basketball yeah. school. So that's tough because in our minds we think, oh, BYU's been a six seed in back-to-back years. Well, technically, I guess they like, haven't, right? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what ago. they would have done two years We'd ago. We'd like to think that the nation's three-point leading team and Yoli Childs could win yes, a game right. or two right? or more. So I think that because of that backdrop, we all move into this season as a collective fan base and group thinking, okay, if BYU is a single-digit seed again, then yeah, they probably should win a game. But every team is I don't so feel that different way at eight year or to year. Nine. Every team is yeah. so different year to year. There's so much attrition. Mark Pope has really hit the transfer portal big time over the last three years. It's like he's dealing with these brand new dynamics and all new chemistry every year. To his credit, he's been amazing. I don't think it's fair to say the season is a bust, given how much turnover has happened from one year to the next over his three years, to say, oh, yeah, it's the season, it's a bust if they don't win a game in the tournament. It just, re- as you pointed out, it's really difficult. However, so hard. I am interested to hear Coach Pope, and we're going to talk to him and ask him this question. They should say they need to win. It's time to win. That's why if they don't, I'll be surprised. Like, they're on the team. They don't care about history. They don't care about the numbers, per se, of what has happened previously. They're going to say they want to beat Gonzaga for the West Coast Conference Championship. The reality is Gonzaga is probably going to win the West Coast Conference Championship regular season and title against literally anybody. Sure. Like, if Gonzaga was in the Big 12, I would say, well, maybe not. In the ACC, well, maybe not, right? But in this league, listen, BYU got a taste in in March when it led by double digits in the second half, and it took a late, amazing run that we knew was coming, but unfortunately happened at a a point of the game where you think maybe BYU is going to win this game. Jalen sucks. It did not. And and you know what? I'm okay with (laughs) – if you told me BYU was going to be a single-digit seed, even a nine right now, I'm like, dude, I'm stoked. Because making the tournament, as I chronicled, is difficult. And then winning in the tournament is even harder. There will come a point 
under Mark Pope if BYU continues to make the tournament year after year, just like it did with Dave Rose, where yes. it's like, okay, now, now. you need to win. And I can't do that right now. It's been one. Too early. Like, I need, like, three. And then I go, all right, we need to win one. BYU. We did this with Bronco Mendenhall in football. Yeah, sure. We did, where it was like uh, eight or nine wins. We're like, I think Bronco's peaked. Little did we know. Well, that was probably where when you stack all those power fives, that's where you're going to sit. Eight or nine wins. BYU gets back to the tournament in 2007 under Dave Rose for the first time. Lose a heartbreaker to Xavier. They lose the next two years to Texas A&M. The fourth year in a row, there was this feeling of, okay, now it's time to win. You know what the key is? Getting a good seed. BYU got a three seed. And, you, you know, or a seven. Seed. They got a seven? Oh, you're the favorite. You win. Crazy. BYU was a six seed last year, but... Yeah. Was it a good matchup? <laughs> well, the seed was good. The matchup is different. Not great, right? Yeah. Michigan State or UCLA. Seed doesn't equal matchup. But, yeah. yeah, there will come a time if this continues to happen year after year and BYU does not win in, in yeah. the opening game. That Give me three of those, and then I would say, all right. Not ready not to call it a bust it's, if BYU gets to the tournament this year and loses. BYU needs to do something they haven't done much since 94 without the National Player of the Year. What? Disappointing it's, and bust are very different. Of course, we'll all be disappointed if BYU loses. Yeah. But a bust, no. no. Okay. And, and I wouldn't even say it's a bust if they don't make the NCAA tournament, per se. If they're, they're, if they're Ooh, like... Ooh, now that's interesting. Le, we'll discuss later. But if they're in the hunt, it's like, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah maybe we should talk about I, I'm that I'm telling you, the where's the threshold? Five at-large, non-power six. Where's the, where's the bust threshold yes. for basketball? Yes. Okay, topic two. Who do you expect to be the second-leading scorer for BYU Hoops? We're assuming Alex Barcelo will lead the team. Seneca Knight. Let's go. LSU, San Jose State. He was one of the top scorers, if not the leading scorer, in the Mountain West Conference last year. And I expect him to show up at BYU and do great things for BYU. It was two years ago. Two years. My my apologies. Two years ago. Okay, so Seneca Knight, a nice compliment to Alex Barcelo. Yeah, we're talking about a guy that's averaging a hair over 17 points a game a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, I think he will be the second-leading scorer for BYU behind Alex Barcelo. Should it be anybody else? It could be somebody else, but I don't know if it should be somebody. I think it should Knight be Seneca. Knight was fifth in the league that year. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, if it's – I think Seneca Knight is the leader in the clubhouse. I agree with that. Um, if it's somebody else I, – I mean, Tijon Lucas is Mr. Everything. He was like a 14-5-5 and guy with Milwaukee uh, in his first senior year last year. Um, I'm wondering if Caleb Lohner makes the jump in points. Um, Caleb Lohner's per 40 is uh, 12 and 12. So I'm wondering if he's going to be that high on the list. I- I'm not sure. Um, Seneca Knight feels like he's the guy. Maybe T. John Lucas. I'm wondering if Trevin Nell's like, no, I'm going to be that guy. You're going to make that like, many three-pointers? Like, I'm going to knock in a few more threes, uh, and I'm going to get out in transition or something. I-, I think BYU will be in a position where there's four dudes in double figs. I think so. Some Fig Newtons showing up. Four guys averaging double figures. I hope so. Three, at least three, of course. But could be in the four range. So Because you think about it. If we think Alex, Barcelo, and Seneca Knight are double-digit guys, Tijon Lucas is probably right there. And then if Caleb Lohner is under 10, I think we're okay with that. But it's got to be like nine, right? So if Caleb's at 10, okay, there you go. There's four. Yeah, one of the bigger challenges that the coaching staff faces are – figuring out the rotation because there are 12 guys that feel like they can get on the floor right now. You don't think Jeremy Dowdell's on make, the bench make going, it happen. no, I want to score. I want to, I want to be in there. Right. Yeah. He, he's like the all time leading uh, three point shooter in Utah state history. He, he turned down a scholarly to Stanford to walk on at BYU. Like that's how good the walk-ons yes, are at BYU. It's a challenge. Year. All of those guys play with extreme confidence 
So what will the rotation look like, and how will those points be distributed? I would love to see four in double figures. That would be great. Yeah, it'll but be, you wonder how many minutes are available be, for that to happen. It'll be three-ish, yeah. And, and how, yeah, how quickly does a guy like Atiki Ali Atiki and Fasini Traore, how, how fast do they come along, right? They're not double-digit point guys this year, but they will be in the future maybe, right? So it's, it's going to be fun to watch. you got these newcomers. you got transfers, Tijon Lucas, Seneca Knight. you got three players from Africa. Is there another team in the country with three players from Africa? Great question. Tiki Ali Atiki from Tanzania, Fuseni Trower from Mali, and Gideon George from Nigeria. That's awesome. I love the, the physical, emotional, and actual diversity of the team this year. It's super cool. All these different cultures and languages coming together, and the best locker room in America thing has to happen again. Because like you said, Mark Pope has to mold this group to a one single cohesive unit that will have some highs, have some lows, that will uh, want to fight each other, want to hug each other, right? This is the journey they go on together. Our question of the day. Is it win a game in the NCAA tournament or bust for BYU basketball this season? Let's hear from you, BYUSN and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. By nature, fans are generally going to be greedy because that's how fans operate. The word is fanatic. Ben Nichols on Twitter says, yes, it's win at least <laughs> an NCAA tournament game or bust, not counting a first four game. Oh, so, okay. Like, it's not even a first four game. you wow. got to win a first Like I said, game. game greedy. Okay. BYU's in a conference with the number one team in the country. Therefore, the West Coast Conference should be considered at least a two-bid league, if yeah. not a three-bid league. Well... Numbers shake out favorably for St. Mary's and San Francisco, along with BYU in the Ken Palm area. It's like a three-and-a-half bid league this season, by the way. Number seven overall rated conference going into the season, which is really good. The best non-power six right now? Yep. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Okay. He continues, if not a three-bid league to the tourney, anytime the Zags are number one, that, that should put the league in a three-bid area. I, that's not necessarily I don't, true. No, no. This year, it is true. It guarantees the one-bid area league. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, coming up, does Spencer still want Coastal Carolina bowl game despite the loss? Uh, that's an interesting question, Jerem. Things have changed a little what bit. We're going to ask. Plus, the head basketball coach, Mark Pope, is in studio. Oh, whoa, it's me. He's looking so sharp. Oh, wow. Are we surprised? No, never. Uh, what does he think the bust threshold is for basketball? This is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, that's what he wants to discuss. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, they talked to Mark and Leanne Pope about how the Indiana Pacers forward and David Letterman's assistant found each other, and how they've taught their family and team how to enjoy the journey of progress and learning and much more. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. It is BYU Basketball Media Day. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is our absolute and distinct pleasure to welcome in the head coach of BYU Basketball as he takes on his third season now. Mark Pope is with us. Coach, great to have you with us. Tell me you made a top 10 list of reasons why Leanne should marry you to sell her on the deal. No, no, but I did. So even better, even better, okay? I wrote a song. I recorded it. <laughs> it will be put out at some point when <laughs> she's really upset with me. She's but I recorded it, put it on a – they used to have these things called CDs before you guys were born. Record on a CD, send it to her. Deal done. Case closed. It was over. Well done. Serious? Well yeah, done. We don't ever talk we'll about play it on actually. part two of the podcast. No, you don't understand. What we recorded no, no. was part one. Well, that's gonna like people are gonna have to pay for that. That's some big that's time exclusive content. Hardcore stuff right there. <laughs> now, okay, wait before we start. Yes. Listen. 
I'm so grateful for you guys. Oh, thank you. It's media day today. Yes. Can you believe I it? I love it. We We're can. ready, it's man. media day. We're excited. So before we go out, I got to hand you guys these oh. to commemorate oh, thank an you. epic last season. Thank you. Coffee oh, wow. table nice. books. Oh, Unbelievable. Wow. You guys are such a huge part of this oh, program and BYU Athletics, and we're super no. grateful. No, I've seen these. I've always wanted one. It's got pictures and highlight, amazing photos from Jaron Wilkie and the gang from BYU Photo. It's incredible. Oh. Only oh. thing missing is fans in the stands, but we're changing that this year. Amazing. Cannot wait. Thank you. So this is Thank you. Has some heft yes. to it. Yes. Sincerely, thank Wait you. Season. This is fantastic. Well, Waity, so grateful for you guys. Thank you. And we had to do that today Very because good. we got to turn the page, and we got to <laughs> literally move turn the page. Yeah, I like that. Are you guys okay if I commandeer the question of the day? Please, Absolutely. Go, go. We have Please been do. all summer. It hasn't been recruiting. It hasn't been game plans. It's been nothing. This is the question on the table. We're getting fans back in the stands. Mm. So, we've been debating on the staff. Do we go back to the suit? Or do we stay with the oh. I mean, we have been, we've had some drag out fights in the war room. Really? Among the staff. So I am turning to you, Cougar Nation. Right here, right one, right here. <laughs> I need your input. Are we going suit or are we going polos? Or three quarter zips? Okay, send oh, it out. We're doing, we're doing a bring we're doing it. poll question. Let's do a I need poll to question. Know. I need to know. We got to settle this okay. right now. Well, just looking at you in the suit, like I'm a suit guy. I, I love suits. Where do you lean on this question? Here's the thing. I don't want to shade the results. Okay. Because okay? so I have oh, okay. a very strong opinion on this, but I'm not going there. I want to see what Cougar Nation faithful feel. Okay. We're going to put it out for BYU Sports Nation. We'll have people vote. We'll let you know. At the end of the show. Okay. Can I? So I walked in here. I was sitting in the chairs over here, and I'm looking back here. What is the significance of this train whistle? That is the Rob Morris freight train whistle. The so freight train. In, Rob in Morris, like great football player. Yeah. In like 98, 99, his nickname I'm was gonna get it. the freight train. Yeah. So BYU Marketing, we just played yeah. the sound. Um, they, they got this whistle, and they gave it to all the fans. So anytime he like made a tackle or anything, doot, doot. So I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sitting there waiting, there. waiting to come on, and yeah. I see this whistle, and I, it took every – Part of self-impulse control that I have, which you don't have a ton. not to start go blowing on that thing because it's media <laughs> day. We're getting started. Let's go. First I love round. it. Hype first train. Round, first round pick. Hype train's Morris. rolling. Yeah. Glad you asked about that. You know, uh, so Leanne worked for David Letterman for a long time. Yes. Yep. And so she always said she's always like Dave loved the guests that came on the show with something. So that's oh, my goal. Me, Every I time I come on this, I want to come on the show with something <laughs> for you guys. We're okay with that. But that's all I got. That was my whole deal. That was all right, the whole it's deal? up to you guys now. Bring it. Mark, it was great to have you on the program. <laughs> <laughs> you must be doing a press conference today because you went suit. Yes. We have a dress code here of no suit. Yes, so but we're doing. We have an exception for you. Well, for coming on here is super important to me. So we're going suit, and then we're doing media day uh, for the next couple hours in Studio A, which we're su super excited about, and let's go. Okay, so you commandeered the question of the day. Rightly so. Fantastic. Suits or polos for the coaches. We need or to know. Or three-quarters zips. Or three-quarters help. Okay, so we will, we will put that out and give you the results as soon as we have them. Uh, I do want to ask you about the level of expectations. We're media guys. This is the stuff that we do. We have our questions of the day. Of course, you have, and you've said it before, you've got dreams that most people are scared to even hold near and dear in their minds. So having made the NCAA tournament as a six seed and lost to UCLA, where do your expectations lie 
getting to the postseason and potentially advancing? Yeah, so uh, we need to win, and we need to win a lot of games. We need to win in a big fashion. I hope expectations are through the roof. I mean, that's what you fight for as a college athlete. I mean, I feel so bad for the programs where there's no expectations. You kind of wonder what you're doing. So uh, we welcome them. I hope Cougar Nation goes crazy uh, and, and, and just blows it up in terms of expectations because that's what we're chasing. We have a good team. We have guys that are really committed to each other. We have some depth. We can talk about all that in detail. But uh, this crew, uh, the reason they came here and they came back here was because they have big expectations. So we're sharing those big expectations, and we're excited to go see what we can do. Let's go. Okay, 38 and Ken Palm and Alex Barcelo's back, and you've added some transfers and some newcomers. So how do you feel about this group so far, especially since we saw you practice a couple of weeks ago, and that was a ton of fun? Yeah, guys are working hard. Um, you know, the, you talk about the Ken Palm, so it's Gonzaga at one again. Mm. And then it's San Francisco, I think, 37. 34. 34. BYU, 38. Eight. St. Mary's still 39. Ooh, we'll, we'll check. I think we got four in the top 40. At least, you know, Kempom changes every single day. So 42. Four in the top 42. Which we're so excited about. And that's not even taking into account, for example, Loyola Marymount, which might be a top three team in our league this year. Uh, the league is stacked. Santa Clara is going to be great. I'm expecting them to have a breakout season. It's interesting because last year they never got to play in their own practice it's in their wild. own gym. They're living in a hotel. It was crazy. And they still won know. games. I don't know what's going on in Santa Clara, wherever that is. But but anyway, tough, right? Really tough. So um, the league's good. It's going to be so fun. All right, Mark Pope is with us on BYU Basketball Media Day. Let's talk about your roster. And I said before as you were walking in, you got a lot of guys that want to play and are ultra-competitive. And it's a challenge every year to, like, narrow down that rotation. Where do you stand in that? Like, how big is the rotation right now, and what do you want it to be when the season really gets going? Rotation is, is 15 right now because two guys are injured. So we're at 15. We'll see how it whittles down. I don't know if I can play all 15 guys for <laughs> substantial minutes every game. Um, but but we, we got an unbelievable roster. We're super blessed. I mean, you have a, a team that's led by Alex Barcelo and Tijon Lucas, two veteran, veteran guys who've logged huge minutes and huge games and performed at the highest level. And that just gives you a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of confidence and, and feeling of safety there that those guys, you know, you th talk about veteran players and what's most exciting about them is not just the minutes they've logged and the things they've accomplished and what they've proven, but they know how hard it is. That's the one thing that you can't give to rookies, right? Um, and so these vets, they know how hard it is. They've been doing an unbelievable job leaving this team. And kind of 1 through 17, you're right, we got guys that can play. And so it's going to be really exciting and, and really challenging to make it all work, but it's a great problem to have. Naturally, as a senior grad transfer, the comparison with Tijon Lucas and Brandon Averett is an easy one to yep. make. How are they different? Um, well, they're the same in the fact that they're incredibly beautiful human beings. I mean, they're, they're two of the best kids you're ever going to meet in your life. Um, Tijon, in, in his heart of hearts, so it was really interesting. I've talked to you guys about this, baby, but I'll say it again. So I, the first time I called Tijon Lucas, he, um, he picked up the phone, and I knew he was being recruited really heavily. He put up huge numbers at, at Milwaukee last year. It was 16 and 5 and 6. And, um, and so – you know, it's at his last year. I'm thinking he's probably trying to look to have the ball in his hands all the time, take a ton of shots. And so I said to him straight up, I'm like, T, listen, I think you're unbelievable. I'm such a huge fan. But if what you want out of this next year is to have all the shots and have the ball in your hand the whole time, this is probably not your place. Fully expecting that I was going to hear a click on the phone and just be done with it. And he kept talking to me. And they ended up coming here. And that just tells a lot about who he is and what he wants. 
Um, at his heart of hearts, like in his core, he is a playmaker. He wants to make plays for guys. He's super physical. He's got some length on defense. He's unbelievable finishing around the rim. And, man, he can just dime people up. It's a little bit of a vintage kind of T.J. Haas feel in terms of him getting downhill mm. and then, like, flinging it out all over the place to the three-point line. He's really special. He's got greater leadership, and he's got great joy. People see it at Midnight Madness tomorrow, the joy he has. Okay. It's yep. awesome. All right, let's talk the Seneca Knight angle. What type of impact do you expect him to make for BYU basketball now that he's been cleared? Yeah, Seneca is a he is a unique player in my tenure probably here at BYU. If I was gonna like point to somebody that he might feel like, like be in the same realm as in some ways, it's a Kyle Collinsworth. It's a really, really big guard who you cannot take his ball from him. You can't take it. He's an unbelievable finisher at the rim. Uh, he's a proven big-minute scorer. Uh, was a lead dog at San Jose State for two years. Uh, is a, just an incredible young man. He's got a couple little minor injury setbacks right now that he's working through, but uh, he's going to be a really important key for us. The fact that in key moments of the game, we could actually put him at 6'6 with a Six eight wingspan, kind of running the point, and trust his decision making is going to be super exciting for us. Just as exciting as running him at the four and thinking about mismatch opportunities. Interesting. Do you expect those minor injury setbacks to enable him to still start the season? Yeah, he, November he's, 9th? He's, Yeah, there's nothing that's holding back. It's just been a few days here and a few days there. Gotcha. Um, the thing, this practice time is so valuable to kind of learn what we do and how we do it. And so he's he's super eager to kind of be in in every position as much as he can. But he's going to have a huge impact on the team this year. Have you had to tailor the scheme and the strategy of what you do to this personnel, or do they plug into the scheme? Yes. <laughs> exactly. 100% correct. So it's a little bit of both. So we're always going to keep like our main foundational approaches, right? Uh, you, know, you know, over the last six years and two years here, we've proven that kind of our general offensive pillars of philosophy work. They're really good. We've been a top 20 offensive team the last two years here. So uh, I talk so much, I run out of breath. I love that. Actually, I love that feeling. Do you ever talk so yes. much? You yes. To, yes. We know yes. it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the last few words. It's fantastic. It's excitement. Okay. Uh, Fans start popping. But with this team, we're just so different. Year one was so different with like the most skilled roster you ever have. Year two was a young, super deep, less skilled, but super big, like physical team. And this year's team is a little bit different in, 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 in makeup than the other two. So we're working hard to take advantage of all those pieces. It is BYU Basketball Media Day. We're talking with head coach Mark Pope on BYU Sports Nation. I can't believe I have to ask this question um, because it feels like he's at the top of his game. But how has Alex Barcelo improved oh. this offseason? Yeah, so he's actually improved in a couple remarkable ways. So he came back on a mission. He's got a very specific agenda what he wants to do. He wants to become one of the best defensive guards in the country. So if you came to practice, you would see him in every single drill. He's got such a huge chip on his shoulder trying to actually make plays on defense. Our new mantra, you guys are like this, Mo better, less worse. Yes. I'm that, getting t-shirts. Yeah, I'm getting Mo Better, Less Worse t-shirts made. I'll get you guys hats. Next time I'll come, we'll deck you out. Mo Better, Less Worse. You trying okay? to get a sponsorship? You heard it here first. No, this is BYU, man. This is vintage BYU Mo Better, Less Worse. So he's been working on his less worse numbers huge. And what that means is, like, he's actually trying to take away possessions as a defender from the offense. Wow. And he's trying to, you know, one of the only statistical categories where he hasn't been excellent has been in his, his spot-up defense, all the things that are involved in there. So he's defensively, he's just making a huge difference on 
every single possession right now. We're super excited about that. He's, he's, he's been so committed. And the second thing is his passing now is off the charts. So, um, you know, right hand, left hand, hook passes, reading the ball screen, lasers everywhere. You know, we did a little study on the Utah Jazz, the best passing team in the NBA last year, uh, this summer with our guys. And what was really incredible about watching that great team was that not only are they making all the right passes, but the velocity of the pass and the on-time, on-target nature um, was actually buying guys like a tenth of a second to get off a shot or a little bit earlier on the closeout and making all the difference. So we spent the whole summer working on our decision-making and passing, and, and Alex has made huge strides there. So that's just two of the ways where he's Love really that. improved his Hey, game. Alex, I'm going to need you to shoot 60% from the three-point line, yeah. okay? Well, <laughs> Trevin Nell's probably like, yeah, just put it in my pocket, exactly. and I'll do what I did against Gonzaga. <laughs> that's right? exactly right. And yeah. the other thing Alex and Trevin have both been working on is increasing their range. So they, you know, Alex is trying to take more shots and tougher shots, which we're really excited about. Both those guys working on their range and it's fun man it's fun to watch these young men grow like seeing these guys grow yeah. and then letting them see themselves grow through their hard work is so inspiring and, and we're excited about it and you even overcame not being able to even practice in the annex as you got a new court and it's getting painted but you're, you're in there and you're good hey any cougar fans who've practiced in that back broken down gym in the old provo high school it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Many a cougar has played in that, yes. right? The old Hoosiers gym is actually an upgrade. If you ever <laughs> seen a movie, that would be a huge upgrade from that gym. Um, let's finish with this. What, what's your reaction to some of the flattering commentary about BYU at Big 12 Media Day yesterday? I, I, I didn't follow Big 12 Media Day. What did they say? Basically, uh, many of Everybody the coaches loves were BYU. talking about what a great ad BYU will be, the fan base, the following, you being a rising star in the game. Well, just think about this for a second, okay? Just think about this. You're taking off two top 25 teams, throwing them in that deal. You're taking Central Florida, which has got, what do they have, 150,000 students on campus. And they were in the tourney crazy. Two, two or three years ago. Yes, yep. going to be really good. Mm -hmm. And you're taking Cincinnati. What? With an unbelievable basketball tradition. And... It sounds like maybe, I don't know what the details are, how they're working out, but there's a good chance we're going to have Texas and Oklahoma in that league for the first year or two. Right now, first two years, unless they leave early. Come on! You yeah. talking about the best basketball. That's the best basketball in the world. Like, put us in, you know, we got the Eastern Division and the and the Western Conference and the NBA. Just get us be the South. <laughs> let us be the South. Come on. It's better than the EuroLeague. <laughs> All right, I'm getting a little carried away with myself. But, yes, it's it's super exciting. This this transition in the league is going to be yeah, – there. We're so, it's, it's so fun to be out on the horizon. But we have to win here in the WCC before we go. It, you feel it's a reality that you can take down number one, and you tasted it in Vegas where you guys were up in the Close. second half. Yeah, yeah. Minus a, like I've said, minus a better coach, we win that game, right? And so, <laughs> so this is the deal. Is like, listen, they're the best team in the country, and we're a top twenty-five team in the country the last two years, and we got to make up the ground. We just have to make up the ground. We have to make up the ground. We're not fortunate to be in the ACC or the Big East or the SEC or the Big 12 right now that has the second best team in the country. We're in the WCC that has the best team in the country. So our job right now is to find a way to beat those guys. And listen, San Francisco and St. Mary's and Santa Clara and all the other teams is league give us everything we can. LMU. So it's LMU. So it's on. Like It's just exciting to talk hoops, man. I know. It I know exciting. it. I'm yes, not ready for this football season to be over. This football season is fire. It's fun. Like, how yes. fun has this yes. been? We're about to go cause some mayhem at Washington State tomorrow. I can't wait. But it is fun. To, it is fun to be getting close. Hey, thank you for the gifts, Mark, uh, for yeah, your injection of energy into Studio B, as always. And it's we so do fun have to talk with you. Okay, suits or polos? 
So far, it's uh, polo. We didn't do the three quarter zip. We just yep. Put it out fair there. enough. Polo sixty seven percent. It's early. Polo sixty seven. It's early. It's early. There are only clearly you want a suit. All right, I'm gonna have to get on my I'm gonna have to get on my soapbox and start preaching and see where we can go. <laughs> Six, how, many, how many total votes? Tell me how many only, total only votes. like fifty. Uh, only it's early. All right, all it's you early. all you sue people, could you please jump on the pole and help me out? <laughs> help a brother out, please. <laughs> I will. I'll be one of those to help. <laughs> okay, coming up, Alex Barcelo in studio. Uh, by the way, is platinum recording for Leanne? That's gonna go uh, public Ooh, soon. Okay, let's go. Gonna go public. Uh, also, what are the worst conditions to call? A game in. Greg Rebell may have experienced it last night in oh soccer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball takes on number 21 San Diego tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, on BYU TV and the app. Both teams 8-0 in the WCC, ending the first half of conference play. Massive matchup. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Basketball Media Day. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Now the Coastal Carolina is no longer undefeated. Do you still want to play the Chanticleers in a bowl game? Uh, no, Jerem. They've fallen from the graces of Spencer's <laughs> most desired bowl opponents. Give me Third UTSA. BYU's got a Conference USA tie into the Independence Bowl. UTSA 7-0, number 24, Bring on the Roadrunners. I'd take 6-1 UTEP, too. An old whack rival. Okay. Of sorts. Jerem, do you dislike Coastal Carolina based on what happened with them ruining BYU's perfect season in 2020 more than Utah State and Boise State? Right now I do. A lot of it has to do with the way the half ended and Zach Wilson getting beat up and nothing happening there. I'm still pretty angry about that. Well, it just makes you feel good when you see their linebacker talking trash to Appalachian State's quarterback about Hey, how about you transfer to that school and then lose to a bunch of guys from Myrtle Beach? Or you beat the guys from Myrtle Beach, technically Conway. That conversation feels very uh, middle schoolish. Did the rain prevent BYU from getting the projected fourth uh, goal last night that we thought would happen against San Francisco? Isn't it weird that we're like, oh man, BYU women's soccer only scored three goals. Oh, what a disappointment. Only a three to one win. Look at that mess. The fact that they scored three in that deluge of water is just unbelievable. Nice use of deluge. Right? I'm not even sure how to, is it deluge? 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 I don't know. It's too fancy Anyway, no, I I mean, and Tom Holmo (laughs) sent out what Greg Rebell was dealing with. Look at that. Horrible conditions for him to broadcast in and for the team to play in. Greg, I do. A (coughs) 3-1 win is fantastic, Jim. Yes. No, amazing. Amazing. (laughs) San Fran had not given up three goals all year to anybody. Of course, they're going to give up three to the nation's top scoring team. And it was Greg's first win calling the game at San Francisco. There you go. That's the thing that that, uh, happened. Okay, coming up, a rise and shout-out to 1990 Dave McCann. We'll tell you why. Blue and White Sports Network. (laughs) And Alex Barcelo joins us to continue our basketball media day coverage. He's all suited up. Are they sending the message for what they want to wear? This is BYU Sports Nation. Cranking it up. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Counting out to kick off, we'll get you ready for the Cougars and Cougars. BYU at Washington State Saturday. Watch with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nix, Spencer Lynch to get you up to date. Two Eastern, 90-minute edition again on BYU TV and the It's what we do. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation for two hours, 120 minutes of basketball live from Studio B. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. We have this tweet coming in from at Roberts underscore MN answering suits or polos. Suits for national TV games for the coaching staff. Polos for BYU TV and streaming. 
I'd be fine with that. Do we feel slighted that they only want Polis for BYU TV? We're also national. <laughs> what? All good. All good. A man in a suit, just like his head coach, Mark Pope, Alex Barcelo, leader of this BYU basketball team. Super senior. He's back looking El- fresh. Elder Barcelo looking good, dude. I would say suits for everything. Only okay. If only if it's Mr. Mac, though. Okay. <laughs> NIL deal. Name, image, you got likeness. An NIL, Let's go. NIL deal? I do, yes. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. How is NIL with you? How's it's, that going? It's been really good. Uh, I would say the, the best thing about it is learning um, new experiences and how business you know proposals sure. work, contracts, knowing what questions to ask, feeling uncomfortable going into a meeting, you know, wanting to ask a certain question and then finally doing it and you know getting a good or bad response from it. It's been a lot of fun. Have you had a bad response? So I have, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Learning through that process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Battling adversity. Yeah. It's game film just in a different type of experience, right? Definitely. But it, it's been fun. Um, you know, I think there's a lot more to come for this team, but it's it's been it's been a fun process so far. You decide to come back. Everybody across BYU Sports Nation and across Cougar Nation rejoices. Alex Barcelo is back. Um, you are the super senior, and I mean that in the most uh, complimentary of ways because you have had a super career at BYU, super transition from Arizona. How is your role going to change in this unique extra senior season for you? Um, I don't think it changes much. Uh, I'm still going to try to be the best leader that I can. Um, there's obviously personal things that I, I was working on over this past summer um, on the defensive side of the ball, just just being able to to kind of get a hand on uh, when I'm on, on ball defending, um, get a hand maybe poking the ball away from uh, the, the offensive player, um, being you know the best teammate I can, communicating, help, bottom gap, um, you know, trying to have as, as high of a Q, high IQ as I can, um, being in the gap, trying to get steals, trying to make plays for my team, just having the most impact I can. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, uh, just being protecting the ball, um, being, being the best leader I can, making things happen, playmaking. Uh, but that's one thing about this team uh, that's great is we have a lot of playmakers, and, and it's been fun uh, over these past few months and, you know, summer and then preseason now. And it's uh, I think Cougar Nation is going to be very, very impressed, and, and hopefully they're excited. I think they are excited. Uh, we're excited. I want to uh, add something that Mark mentioned, which is you're taking more and deeper, uh, tougher shots. So what what exactly is that? Is that – Okay, no one's going to guard me three feet off the line, or what is that? Yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously the, co- the coaches have told me to, to start trying every now and then to, to shoot a little bit deeper or coming off a screen, uh, being, being an aggressive threat, uh, you know, be willing to shoot the ball off, off the ball screens. And uh, so I've just been trying to, to make it as, as comfortable as it can um, and how it fits into my game. But even my teammates, they, they back the coaches on that. Like, they, they get mad at me if I don't shoot. And, and sometimes it is from <laughs> – I mean, it, it's from five to seven feet behind the three-point three line Like that sometimes. at San Diego State, right? <laughs> that was at the end of the shot clock. But that was a taste, right? But it, it's, uh, it's exciting. I'm very thankful that I have teammates that believe in me so much to shoot the ball. Are we just showing deep Alex threes right now? That's perfectly timed. It's well edited. That was well edited. That was done well. That was great. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you've got the custom suit on. We've got the custom editing <laughs> for what we're talking about. They're just like, about. hold on, deep Alex. <laughs> okay. Uh, your coach talked about how you, again, he talked about the defensive things that you've been working on, the extending the range, passing the ball. I mean, how, how is everyone going to get enough shots? Because I'm looking at this roster, yeah. I'm like, well, there are a lot of guys that can score the ball. Obviously, you're at the top of that chart, but. How how do you keep everybody happy with so many capable scores? Right, and that's that's something that I don't know if there's a right answer. I think maybe the right answer is everybody's got to be bought in because there's only so many minutes and there's only so many shots that can yeah. go up in a game. 
And uh, right now, I think everybody is bought in. Obviously, once games start, there's going to be a whole lot more pressure, um, a whole lot more people that come into guys' ears. But the, the way that we kind of try and distance ourselves from that, I, I think that's going to help, uh, you know, help us throughout the course of the season, especially in the games that, you know, are tough and the games that we might lose. Um, that that's going to be the toughest time to, to be able to battle that. But right now in practice, uh, I mean, every everything's been going, I think, great. You know, obviously we don't have a great day every day. Last week we, we didn't have too, too, too great of a day, but uh, just being able to battle through that. And I think our attitude and effort have been there every day, which is exciting about this team. I don't know if Coach talked about that, but we don't have a problem with energy and, and bringing it every day, which is, is super exciting. Um, especially even through two days when we were waking up at 6 a.m. We have, you know, Rich, we're getting on the foam rolls, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and I'm standing right there next to him trying to, like, wipe my eyes to wake up. It's just uh, – it's, it's fun, and the guys are, are coming together really well. What did you say, phone rolls? Foam rolls. Foam rolls. Oh, we, you're yeah. warming up. <laughs> warming up. Yeah. I was thinking phone rolls. Like you're like, hey, is everybody yeah. awake? And Rich yeah. is going, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That was he yells thing. about that too because if we're late, it's it's not a it's good. Bad. Yeah, it's okay. bad. It's Tell bad. us about your running mate, Tijon Lucas. It feels like he's integrated into a leadership position. Mark mentioned you and Tijon as leaders. Uh, probably that starting backcourt. Um, tell the people about Tijon Lucas and who he is as a person and his game. Amazing person. Um, He's, he's a, a jokester. He loves to tell jokes, make people laugh, make people smile. Um, he's just such such a great, great human. And uh, on the court, playmaker, so fun to play with, so unselfish. Um, can shoot the ball, can finish the ball, but he loves to get his teammates involved. And I think that's why he's meshed so well with this team is because that's what we preach. You know, we work hard for great shots, and that's something that he's, you know, bought into. But I think he was already bought into that before he got here, which is why he's been such a great fit. His left hand is so good, I thought he was left-handed. Yeah. Literally, after the practice, I go, I called you left-handed. You're not left-handed, though, right? He's right-handed. Amazing. Ambidexterity is awesome, right? Awesome. Yes. Just don't go after his Bucks or his Packers. Then things can get a little. Oh yeah. Well, he right? and Figure are this little gang now. <laughs> yeah. Right. The the NBA Finals were were tough for me. We, we watch <laughs> every game at my house, and yeah, it was it was. I I almost cried. I almost got in a couple fights. It hey, was, it was, uh, it WNBA was. Finals were tough for you too, man. Oh, that's, yeah. That's Alex Barcelo is with the senior guard for BYU basketball. Fans back in the stands at the Marriott Center. You've experienced both. You had the madness uh, in Mark Pope's first year, and then you had the strange the madness last year, of the last year. Right? Yeah, the, the actual yeah. madness. <laughs> okay. How how have you explained what it's like to play with fans to the newcomers? Like, what are you telling Seneca and Tijon and the other guys that haven't played with fans? I think it gets brought up the most when we're talking about communicating on defense. Because mm. we're like, we got 20,000 people in here. We need to be able to hear each other. And uh, I think that's that's when we really got uh, you know, kind of told the young guys, like, this is how it is. And knowing how the rock is, how, how everybody in that arena is once, once game time hits, it's just, it, it's different. And I, I was even thinking, I don't know if some of the guys on last year's team know what it feels like, um, the newcomers from last year. Caleb Lohner doesn't. Yeah. So you know it, what I mean? Yeah. But, he, I mean, every, everybody is so excited. Um, we're so thankful to even be at a school that has fans like we do because I just I think we do have the best fans in the country. And uh, it, it's exciting. I know me personally, that was one of my big reasons when I came back, you know, championships to Provo. But playing in front of the Marriott is it's it's like no other. I mean, it, it's it's special.
Absolutely. Can't wait for that. Yeah, one. here's to fans back in the stands and beating Gonzaga in special fashion and having people court <laughs> the storm the court, right? Let's go, baby. Let's go. Alex, great to talk with you, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. Thanks Elder for having Barcelo me. in the house. Yes. Okay, coming up, a second <laughs> hour featuring Caleb Lohner, Tijon Lucas, Seneca Knight, Trevin Allen, Richard Harvard. That's some great news, Jerem, but a social media account for the Cougarettes. They've been freed yes, on Instagram. Yes, they have. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our modified Mark Pope question of the day, asking suits or polos on the sidelines during games for the BYU coaching staff this season? Right now, polos 70%. Oh, polos are making a strong push again. Yep. Yep. 409 votes. So, still Ooh. getting there, but let's go. At Braden Woodall says, I vote hoodies and shorts. Uh, Braden, much, Braden Woodall's the man. Much swar- swarts. Sweat. Oh, swarts. Shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Swarts. Extra comfort. Swarts. I like it. Uh, swarts would be hilarious. <laughs> yes. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Neil Early. If Coach Pope wears a suit... He'll at least have a coat to throw when he gets upset. With a polo, not so much. Yeah, the Dave Rose gif comes to yeah. mind. Well, it only happened once, but yeah. <laughs> throw the it suit jacket. I'm a suit guy, but it's, it's pushing towards polos. That's for sure. Can they wear a hoodie? That'd be fun. Today's rise and <laughs> shout-outs in Hour 1, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Uh I'd like to give it to Instagram customer service, Jerem, for returning the BYU Cougarettes Instagram account to them rightfully after it was hijacked and held for ransom. Yep. Nope. Got it back. That's awesome. And uh, at BYU Freak, that's a fun name, uh, on Twitter, who tweeted out this screen grab of a young Dave McCann from the 1990 BYU-Washington State game. I can't tell if he's landing planes or if he's the sideline reporter. (laughs) That hair is amazing. That tie is something. Love it. That was right before that epic comeback we showed you on Top 5 Tuesday. So wow, Dave uh, McCann. Dave is interviewing Rocky Beagle, and he basically gets tra- trampled after the game. That's serious. Look Dave, that Dave shared that story yesterday. The Blue and White Network. Love it, man. Woo. Little Jay Monsonek. A fantastic first hour of the show. We have a whole other hour on the way after the break, including interviews with Caleb Lohner, Trevin Nell, T. John Lucas, Seneca Knight, Richard Harward. Don't go anywhere. It's BYU Basketball Media Day, Hour 2, right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Welcome back to our two-hour special of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Basketball Media Day. It is your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. It's double the coverage. We've got hour number two. We talked to Mark Pope and Alex Barcelo in the first hour. You can always go to our podcast feed coming up in about an hour or so, and we'll Get that to you. Uh, maybe two hours today since it's a two-hour show. But we got a, a loaded second hour coming up. Yes, here's your lineup. It features BYU basketball stars Caleb Lohner, T. John Lucas, Seneca Knight, Trevin Nell, Richard Harward. Interview heavy. Get to know this team specifically and what they've been working on this offseason to take that next step. Can we actually get all those guys in one hour? Is that 
Do we, we actually think we can do we're, that? We are being challenged, okay. and we have stepped up to the plate. All right. We are accepting the challenge. And starting it off with another freshly dressed in a suit. Mm. Good-looking young man, Caleb Lohner, is with us on What's BYU up, Sports hey, Nation. What up? It's suit day. It's suit day. Blue. BYU blue suit. <laughs> is, it, is everyone in the same colored suit? Or is everyone, it everyone is in the same colored suit. It looks good. They look like matching blueberries. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. How would you? Yeah. How how would you explain the dynamic of the team right now? What? How is it from a chemistry and getting along standpoint? Like, because there are so many newcomers. So, how is it right now? It's actually really cool because I think everyone on the team is so different. Like, we got two dudes from Africa. We have a few. Three, right? Three. 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 Yeah. Right. Gideon, Tiki, and Foose. We have dudes that have transferred from other schools. Like, we just have all these different pieces that now we're starting to mesh together and feeling it out. And it's going to be so fun. I think it's something that BYU hasn't seen, and it's going to be really special. I think it's great, honestly, because I love the blending of literally cultures, languages, um, all kinds of people from all kinds of places. Yeah. At Wasatch, you, you guys had all, like mm-hmm. a team like that. So you've kind of done this before, right? Yeah. It was a, we had a similar situation. Yeah. And then you have to, because you have to integrate together to form one common goal. Yes. And, and Mark talks about this best locker room in America thing. So how do you do that when it's a new group? Like, how do you make it so that you don't, uh, you know, tear apart during the season when times get tough and yeah. things are weird, but that you love each other and you're bought in that whole thing? I think one of the ways that we're starting to do this, and I think it's kind of a process over time, is that we just put so much time in together, whether we hate each other one day, whether the next day we're having fun doing something. Like we took a retreat earlier on in the year just as a team to have fun. Like it was strictly, hey, this is yours, go have fun. And so I think the more we kind of spend time doing things together, whether it is tough, whether it's easy, whether we're just hanging out, um, you kind of build this mental, like, hey, these are my guys. Like, these guys I'm going to battle with, I'm sweating with, I'm having fun with. And so even with two-a-days with Coach Pope, like, we're up in the morning with them. It sucks sometimes. We're up in the evening with them. But it's just this continual process of working. And I think together, that's kind of how we've just come closer. Because we all have the same goal. Where was the retreat? What did you guys do? Um, we went up to this cabin. It had a little pond and a lake, and there was all sorts of toys. And Coach Pope was just like, hey, go have fun. So there was all sorts of us. We were fishing. We were you on into kayaks. Oh, yeah, yeah it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We were hitting golf balls off the <laughs> top of the roof. It was great. <laughs> we actually have a video. I don't know where it is, but there's like this pond in front of the house. And we hit a golf ball, or I hit a golf ball. It was like a seven iron off the top of the roof of this lake house. And Casey Brown was on the other side with, it was either a baseball glove or a lacrosse <laughs> stick. And he caught it. So, so for like 15 what? minutes, I'm drilling balls at him from like 150 yards away. And finally, I pop one perfectly up, and he catches it. It almost hits him in the face, but it's pretty cool. It oh, was my gosh. That's why the video hasn't surfaced. Probably. <laughs> Danger. We got to find that, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Caleb Lohner is with us on BYU Sports Nation. From a basketball standpoint, we've talked about the different personalities and different backgrounds that all of these guys come from on the BYU team. Yeah. But from a basketball standpoint, how is the team different than the team you played on last year? I think the team this year, we're a little bit more diverse. Not in the way of just who, where everyone's come from, but as the way we play. I think we have tons of athletes this year. I think we can guard like we like BYU really ever could. 
And so I think with all these different pieces and the athletes and the ability we have to shoot the ball this year, I think it's going to be really special. But why is it that you feel like you can guard and play defense like few BYU teams have, if any at all? Just because I think now all the guys that we have now are capable and have bought into this idea, hey, if we go guard, we're going to be able to score and we're going to be able to win some really important yeah, games. Yeah, not to and, mention the wingspans and the legs. Right, exactly. Right? And it's a fact, and it's not a knock on someone. Like, just physically sometimes you don't have, you know, the length or yeah. the speed or whatever. But when you, when you add, and we saw it in the practice, dude, it was awesome. Atiki Ali Atiki is just like a freak of Dude's nature. He's a monster. Right? Yeah. He's just blocking everything. Fuseni Traore's wingspan is like 7'2". He's, he's a monster. And then Seneca Knight's wingspan. And, and yeah. everyone buying in on the defensive end even more. Yep. Um, what does that mean for this year's team? Because the last two years we've seen BYU's been a top 20 offensive team. Yeah. If you're just a little better defensively, that goes a long ways, right? It does. And I think it's, it's going to be fast. Like It's going to be trans, It's gonna be steals, blocks, transition, everybody pushing the ball. We've kind of made a big emphasis on people making plays. So instead of kind of walking it up the floor, we're going to get the ball after a defensive stop and go. So it's going to be fast. You obviously have uh, had access to all of your teammates more than basically the rest of the world, other than everybody but your staff. So when you look at just your teammates and who made big improvements in the offseason, who's stood out to you? Who are you like, wow, you're really getting better? What, what are those guys, or what's the guy that's done that? I think Hunter Erickson has been incredible. Because last year, dude, didn't, he didn't play. But every single day in practice, he was putting it on. He was making us better. We were having a guard. And so I think just that continual process of him having to do that last year and now in the summer he's starting to step into this role where he's going to be a real player. And I think he could help us in so many ways. Just everything he's done, like his effort and practice, um, I think he's gotten so much better. Um, Three-point shooting, we've chronicled it. You know, at the beginning of the year, you kind of took a sec to warm up. But you're a 40% shooter after that. Do you feel like you've – fell into that groove and you can pick that right back up this year yeah I mean at the end of the day you gotta trust the work and I've shot a ton of shots this offseason so I'm hoping just to continually grow off of that and then what else did you work on personally um playmaking we worked on um and just in practice like pushing the ball in transition um again you all, bringing it up yeah love it. getting the rebound and going kind of pushing the break kicking ahead beating people off the bounce um, a lot of ball screens coming off ball screens, making the right plays. And then I think just kind of making the easy play or the simple pass and then having just a better basketball IQ. Caleb, you're, I know you're only a sophomore. Uh-huh. You sound like a veteran. I, Thanks. You, you, and you're you, in a suit, yes. so there's a maturity so I just there. look yes. good. <laughs> you, you, you sound like you're stepping into this leadership role, and you went through a lot last year. I yeah. Mean, it was, and we saw kind of the emergence halfway through the season. You you went to that next step. So got in the starting lineup. Are you are you feeling this both mentally and physically? How would you explain your transition and, and getting better personally? I just think I'm to a point now where I want to take that leadership role and I want to help this team as much as I can. I think I have the ability to do that. Like I want guys to come to me. I want guys to see me as an example on the court, on and off the court, and so. I think that's just kind of been part of the natural process of my basketball game. Like, like you said, I started off the season, it was interesting. It was kind of a learning curve. But once I passed that curve, I think now I'm just getting more and more comfortable, um, becoming more of a playmaker, and then just kind of learning the game. That basketball IQ is slowly just building and building and building. We need to give guys time to do stuff, you know? Like, it was your freshman year of college. <laughs> like, you're literally a teenager, you know what I mean? We need to give you a sec. Are you a three and a half on the court as opposed to a three or a four at this yeah. point? You're talking about bringing it up, shooting threes. I like that. Can you be a, a small forward type? Yeah. Wing? 
I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just going to go out and play where I need to play in order to win games. If that means put me at the one, if that means put me at the five, the I'll one, do let's it. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, baby. Okay, we asked uh, Alex Barcelo and, and Mark Pope about this, but everyone's really excited about Seneca Knight and T. John Lucas, the yeah. two experienced transfer guards. Where do you think they'll make the biggest impact on this BYU basketball squad? <sighs> we'll start with T. John. I think T. John's ability to pass the ball is going to be special. I think a lot of people, when they see kind of what I've seen over the last little bit of time that he's been here, it's pretty incredible. Just the way he can see things before they happen. He's a veteran guard. And I think that's going to be so exciting for a lot of BYU fans. And then Seneca, just everything. His ability to score the ball, athleticism, um, one of the best dudes I've ever met. Like, just super happy attitude. And again, I think our whole team has kind of bought into that too. It's like best locker room in America. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have a few guys that are just kind of down about everything and then a few guys that are super high energy pumped like a Richard Harward. And everyone has kind of come together. Okay, Rich might be on another level. But that, I'm telling you, Richard Harward is one of the best dudes in the world. Like, without Rich, we're not BYU basketball. Yeah. Mm. T- tell me more about why. Dude's like, I don't want to call it insane, but it is. It's, it's the way in he... In what way? The way he brings energy when no one else has it mm. is pretty impressive. And I think that's a quality that is going to translate the rest of sure. his life. And I think it helps our team in so many ways. He's always the one to kind of step up and be like, hey, guys, let's go. Like, we're down. Things are happening. He'll come over to me and be like, you good? Like, let's talk things out. And so his leadership on this team has been awesome. And I think you guys will start to see it even more once we start playing games. And he'll be the last guest um, today. He did internships with HR. He wants to do HR. I, my, my recollection of HR the most, the brand of HR, is Toby from The Office. And he's the opposite. If I'm going to have an right? HR rep, I want Richard Harward. I want Richard, Richard Harward. 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 Yes. Like, yeah. You got a problem here? Let's talk it out and oh. get you the help you need. Yeah. He, yeah. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> <laughs> is he ever uh, down or quiet? Or is he always positive, always sort of verbose? Like I think he has both. Like I, I lived with Rich. I've spent some good time with Rich. And his ability to just kind of be in the right spot and the state of mind when he needs it. Mm is awesome like he can be super personal he can be like a friend and almost a mentor in certain ways and then also when it's time to turn it up dude can be an absolute animal yeah and so like what more do you want in a teammate i love that i love that caleb loner bringing it on byu sports nation byu basketball media day we'll close with this And, and you've had a year to go through this who do you view as byu basketball's biggest rival right now is it Gonzaga? Is it St. Mary's? Is it Utah? How do you feel about this? I mean, Utah's a classic. And for me, of course, Utah's also just a rival just because of my prior decisions. But I think personally, Gonzaga's the rival because they're the ones we want to play. Like, they're the biggest stage. We want to be on the biggest stage with them. And so, to me, that's the rivalry I'm picking. Mm, love it. It's fun to have multiple, too. I love yes, it. Yes, it is. Well, Caleb, you're looking good, dude. You're a sophomore now. You're, like, ma- super mature and you're old man now. I yes. love it, dude. I love yes. it. I, 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 you look like a lawyer. Like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wear something more spicy. The law offices. <laughs> the team up with your dad. We'll call you, it the law offices of Loner yeah. and Loner. For this, uh, uh, you know, adrenaline junkie, that's the worst thing you can. I you know. look like a librarian. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah. Okay, coming up, Seneca Knight on what he expects from himself and the team this season. Yeah, speaking of Seneca, is uh, he still providing meals for our next guest? As a roommate? Yeah. yeah. T. John Lucas? We're going to follow oh. up.
Hey. Looking sharp. All these guys. Everybody man. is. Jeez. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation Basketball Media Day. Such a class. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU at Washington State in football Saturday. Pre-game begins at 1.30 Eastern. Ben Bagley, Riley Nelson, Gregor Bell, Mitchell Jurgens join the program as well. 3.30 Eastern, the show. The game, that is, all on BYU Radio and the app. We are live in Studio B on BYU Basketball Media Day. For more of your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Let's continue our interview fun with one of those senior transfer guards, T. John Lucas, joins us in Studio B. First time in studio, question mark? And I think so, right? Well, you came in unofficially during your tour. But I'm talking first time on the on show. On the show, yeah. yep, yeah. yep. First yeah. time in Good studio. Good to have you, man. Zoom call, yeah. Yes, Zoom's not the same. We like this better than <laughs> we Zoom. We like this no, better, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, obviously everyone's looking very sharp and dapper in the suits. You, uh, now sure now you, you've added you've had glasses and you know, you know, looking good, man. Hey, man, I'm trying. You're always good. Th- this is something you feel strongly about. You want to be the best dressed wherever you go whether it's on the golf course, course, whether it's to the stadium, right? Of course, all the time, all the time. Are you the best dressed today? On the team? It's no competition. <laughs> no competition. Oh, it's not even close. Wow. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and a shout-out to uh, your mom, Marie, and your grandma, Barbara, and the whole you know, Lucas The Lucas clan. gang, man. And they, they love BYU, and we appreciate that. No, they do. They're, they're my biggest fans, and they love it here. And when they came here, they fell in love just like I did. Are they going to critique you on how the interview goes? Is it like that level, oh, yeah. or is it all po- Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Everything. Mom's watching right now. She's watching right now. You should have sat up. Yeah, you should have exactly. sat up. Your tie's crooked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, am I looking good? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, hey, we're here to tell you, you're, lo- you're looking really good. Uh, since you've been in Provo, how has your BYU experience compared to what your expectations were coming into the program? Compare and contrast that. Um, so I l- knew little to nothing about Utah. Never been to Utah in my life. I probably never even thought about going to Utah in my life, but it's something I probably regret now. I mean, it's it's been beautiful here. You know, the the mountains, the people, everybody's been, you know, so nice to me. Uh, Provo's been amazing. You know, if you walk around with the BYU basketball shirt on, it's like the love is it's unmatched everywhere. You know, I'm getting stopped in Ross and Walmart. Um, just because I have on BYU basketball, like, ready for the season, you know, go get the get Zags this year. And so, you know, I've loved it ever since I've gotten here. You know, I'm just excited for what we have in store for people this year. I love that. And it's great to have you here, honestly. We've talked about it for months, but here we are where it's almost the season. Do you have winter coats? You good on that front? Oh, yeah. You're from, from Milwaukee. Wisconsin. You Come know. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, just he checking. It's, I'm feeling good right now. I'm like, <laughs> shoot, like, it's like, warm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No All I need below. is a hoodie. It's actually going to be 60-something yeah. today, so I we're good, it. dude. That's, that's heaven on me. Hey, you and you and Figure have this little uh, thing going, right, with Milwaukee sports mm-hmm. against everybody else. Packers and the Bucks. Packers. Bucks won. You're yes. riding, riding high. Yes. Yeah. We were a little upset. We walked in the first week, and we lost that first week with the Packers. Walked in with our head down, but, you know, we've been walking high ever since. So. <laughs> One loss to the Saints. Come Saints. on, man. It's like, come on, but, you know. <laughs> Your quarterback's yelling at the Bears fans, life is good, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently he has a stake in the Bears' ownership. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And well, a uh, good way to say that. that yes. Nice. T. John Lucas with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's BYU Basketball Media Day. Energy is super high. Is there anybody on the team that's – Low energy? Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the guy that's like, hey, okay, we need to like bring it back even keel. Like, how how is the energy level overall from one to seventeen on the roster? 
Um, everybody pretty much has energy. I would say the most like calm and collective is probably Poda. He's just quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't really say much. The freshman from New Zealand. Yes, the freshman from New Zealand. But you know, you know, he always comes in, works hard. But you know, if you come in and do what you got to do, I'm don't have no problem with you being quiet. So you got Rich on one end of the spectrum, Richard uh, Harward. And that's Poda like on another the other. level, though. Like Rich <laughs> is like on a pedestal by himself, and then there's like everyone else, and then there's the last person. So. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so Coach has talked about your versatility, not only as a scorer but as a passer, and that's what Caleb was saying. Oh, Tijon as a passer is just amazing, and then of course as a rebounder, you had like five a game as well last year. What is it you expect to contribute this year on this team in this situation? Because every team in year is different. Mm-hmm. But you have a skill set that could be kind of wherever BYU needs you. Uh, yeah, just like you said, honestly, whatever we need at the time uh, during the game, you know, I'm able to score, able to pass, rebound, and try to do a little bit of everything. And my biggest thing is just making the right play. I was always brought up on, you know, making the right play, and that's something I live off of. And you know, I, that's why I watch like Chris Paul and those guys that you know just always make the right read, whether that's for him to score, for him to pass, or for him to get on somebody and yell, just trying to make the right read and the right play all the time. Was it, um, or has it, because it's still going, been been hard or easy to sort of integrate into a group where you're expected to be a leader, even though you haven't been here? Um, it was hard at first. I wouldn't say hard. I was just challenging trying to lead people that know the plays already, and I don't really know them. It's like, <laughs> I can't tell him what to do, and I don't even know what I'm supposed to do yet. <laughs> but, you know, I've I've learned a lot. Um, I pick up uh, things pretty pretty fast, and you know now I'm able to you know step more into that leadership role and helping guys out. Um, but you know that's just one phase of it. Um, you know I like to lead by actions as well. You know working hard and just coming every day with energy and you know ready to learn. How would you explain the dynamic and the chemistry between you and Alex Barcella right now? How will that work? Oh, uh, it's it's going to be a movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's really nice. Me and Alex we. You know, we talk a lot, you know, we hang out a lot, you know. Uh, I think it's going to be very great for, you know, guys to see and for our team, for us to be able to play out there together and make plays. And we're both playmakers and we both can play off the ball, play on the ball. Um, so I think it's actually going to be very fun to watch and exciting and something that, you know, Cougar Nation to be happy to see. What did you work on in the offseason? Um, it's no secret shooting, just owning my shot and, shooting a bunch of jump shots and floaters, you know, different little floaters every day, uh, shots that I get in the game the most. And honestly, just getting my reads, you know, down to perfection at the end of the day. You're talking um, passes? Yeah, passes way. and, you know, when to score, knowing when to shoot the floater, when to shoot a three, getting my feet set early, you know, things like that. And just, you know, finding little niches and necks to just sharpen up and so I can get ready to play for the next level. T. John Lucas is on BYU Sports Nation, part of BYU Basketball Media Day. How is this team, from what you've experienced with them, different than any other team you've been a part of? Um, the joy. The joy everyone brings in the gym and the joy everyone has to learn every day. Um, I don't think there's been a dull practice where, you know, it's like energy's down, nobody wants to be here. You know, sometimes after those two-a-days, you get to the last one. It's like everyone's dragging. I mean, the last one was probably as good as the first one, honestly. And, you know, everybody's coming in ready to work. And, you know, it's been great to see that, you know, everybody's bought in for the common thing, and that's just winning. How has that happened? 
Uh, I think that starts, you know, obviously with the coach. Uh, coach Pope has done a great job in trying to bring in, uh, join the gym every day. And then it starts with the leaders and the players on the court as well. You know, make sure we hold our part, you know, and making sure everybody's ready to go, you know, make sure our group texts, you know, make sure nobody's late, you know. That's a big thing. You know, a lot of people like to be late sometimes in sports, whether that's basketball, football, whatever. Make sure everybody's on time. Make sure a guy's getting up shots. Um, make sure guys get in there and watch a film. And I think, you know, it's got to a point where we don't have to even remind guys to do that now. And guys are doing it on their own. And so that's when you start to see success, when you have, you know, a player-led team and everybody's, you know, bought in and doing their own thing. Just maybe as part of the energy that's brought to the gym has something to do with uh, the sugar that's available around Provo, right? <laughs> I mean, between, between cookies and sodas, like uh, we understand that uh, you're – You've become keen to this. Hey, man, I, honestly, you know, you might get out of practice. You know, they might be ready to get out of practice because we might have a, a box of chip cookies right there, <laughs> or a box of crumble cookies right there. You know, we've there's so many different things. Way to get, cover your bases right there, by the way. Yeah, there's so, <laughs> there's so many different things that, you know, Provo and Utah provides for you. Sweets-wise, I've never seen it in my life. It's just so many different sweets and candies and cakes i'm like oh my god give me away this, if you, i'll say this if you want to lose weight do not come to utah <laughs> that's hilarious Tishon lucas now gained 20 pounds by march uh not sure what happened here um mark pope mentioned that you he called you and said i'm not sure on this team with this group that the ball will be in your hand every time and it'll be the same kind of score or whatnot are you still interested and he said you kept talking and he was a little surprised by that. What was that conversation like, and why did you keep talking in spite of maybe it being who knows what role, like you said? Because um, at the end of the day, you know, I've been high major, mid-major. You know, I've been able to have the ball in my hand 40 minutes, um, have the ball in my hand for 10 minutes, and it's all led to nothing. And so my biggest thing was coming and finding somewhere where I was going to be able to impact the game and impact winning. And, you know, he helped, you know, have a clear vision on how he can help me as a player and a person. And then uh, a clear vision on how we can do this thing and make something special out of it. So that was my biggest thing. You know, I wasn't worried about, you know, having the ball in my hand 40 minutes. I did that in my last spot. Um, didn't really get us anywhere. But, you know, just trying to do whatever I can to help win. And, you know, we've been winning here a lot, top 25, last couple years. You know, yep. we're just trying to do something special this year. You've mentioned in previous conversations how much the NCAA tournament making that bracket means to you as well. No, for sure. Uh, my only tournament hopes was knocked out my freshman year when we lost the last game of the year to Rutgers, who was the worst team in the Big Ten. Mm. And so um, that's just something I want to be able to, you know, eventually tell my kids, my family, have that experience. You know, everybody wants to get to NCAA tournament. A lot of people don't get a chance to go. And so, you know, I just want to be one of those that's able to go and, you know, anything happens when you get there. Let's go. T-John, let's give you some tournament hype train karma. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's build the steam towards that. It's For great sure. to have you in Studio B, and uh, we hope that uh, the guy that we're talking to next, Seneca Knight, still uh, catering meals for you and taking care of you that way, too. Man, I hope he still does that, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask him how it's going in a sec. Thank okay. you, John. Coming up, Trevin on how to build off his 20-point performance in the West Coast Conference title game. Yeah, and uh, just how good is the roommates cooking? We'll talk about it. Seneca Knight joins us. What impact does he expect to have on BYU basketball this season? This is BYU Sports Nation.
On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki Solano heads to campus to combine your favorite highlights with BYU students' favorite songs. You want to update your playlist after this episode. Check it out on the BYUSN Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube account. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Basketball Media Day. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We continue our round robin of uh, fantastic interviews, and we bring on Seneca Knight, another of the high-level transfers picked up by Mark Pope and his staff in the transfer portal. Seneca, it's great to have you in Studio B (laughs) on TV for the first time, not over Zoom. Right, yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. Are you still providing and cooking high-level meals for your roommate, T. John Lucas? Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I only cooked for him like one time. <laughs> <laughs> Taking care of yourself. Maybe he liked it that much. <laughs> yeah. what, what was it that you made him? I don't even I think it was just Sloppy Joe's, something basic. Just Sloppy Joe's yeah. and he loved it that much. <laughs> Are you, uh, he said you're a good cook, though. Yeah. Is that true? Yes, sir. Yeah? Are you doing any uh, like native Louisiana dishes or anything? No, not really. No, it's really just stuff that I come across like online. I'd be like, "Hey, let me try that." Or like last night, I made like barbecue fish with like chopped up broccoli and macaroni. Okay, okay, okay. wow, (laughs) that's pretty. That's pretty good. Is uh, is like cooking is one thing, but eating healthy is another. Is that a thing that you value as an athlete? Most definitely. It'd be hilarious if you said no. I know, right? No, I eat like whatever. (laughs) Um, That matters, right? Um, Okay, so you've been here a few months. How's it going so far? Uh, it's been cool. It's been a wonderful experience. I've really been enjoying it. There's a lot of things to do out here. My favorite part now is that the the snow's falling on the mountains. Yeah. And I love the scenery, so I take pictures, send it to my girlfriend, send it to my family members, mm. and show them that. Because, you know, Louisiana, we don't have mountains. He's a renaissance man. He's a photographer. <laughs> He's, a photographer. He's a cook. He's playing basketball. You can... He's probably writing books, poetry. <laughs> Who knows, right? I don't like that. I dabble a little bit. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Seneca, obviously a lot of BYU fans are excited about what you bring to this team, and we've talked about the unique roles that Alex Barcelo and T. John Lucas and Caleb Lohner are going to have. Where do you fit into this team? What are you going to bring to BYU basketball? Uh, you know, just my work ethic, want to go out there and win every game, my determination, but also just being able to, whatever Coach Pope asked for, being able to deliver that. No matter if it's scoring or defending or rebounding, I feel like I'm a versatile player. So whatever he needs, I feel like I could go, you know, Make it happen. Two years ago in 2019-20, obviously we've chronicled it, but you have 17 a game, fifth in the Mountain West, you know, trying to compete with Sam Merrill for the scoring <laughs> title. That was fun. Um, what what of that uh, season do you feel like you can replicate this season since you were so successful? Um, Really, it was just my persistence, trying to do anything to win. You know, we didn't have that much success over there at my first school. But um, I'll say just that. So going out there, playing hard, my scoring ability obviously stands out to a lot of people, but uh, I'm so much more than that. But, you know, whenever I need to score, then I'm still able to do that. Tell me more about the more to that part. What What's the more to your game than just scoring? Uh, assist. I'll say getting my teammates involved. I like being able to get them involved and being around great players here at BYU to be able to get them involved. Passing's been a big thing um, that we've talked about on the show today. Yeah. Uh, Mark Pope said, hey, we worked a ton about passing. We looked at the Utah Jazz. Um, what is it about the nuances or what are the nuances of passing that maybe people don't notice? Um, it just creates so much hectic like on the defensive end. So if you turn the ball the quicker you can pass it, the defense can't react in time. And if everybody on the team can make a shot, then it makes it ten times harder to guard. Yes. And there's a lot of shooters on this team. A lot of shooters. Which is exciting. Here's to creating <laughs> lots of frustration for the opponents. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the plan. All, all yeah. chaos. <laughs> Seneca Knights with us on BYU Sports Nation. How has your game improved the most this specific offseason by being at BYU? Uh, I was able to become more of a student of the game. 
uh, a lot of times people would just throw me out there, just go play. And, you know, I could do that too. But being able to learn exactly what I should be out there doing and how to, you know, improve as a player instead of just going out there freestyling it. You've, you've been at a couple different places, right? Uh, dabbled at LSU and whatnot, San Jose State. What is it about this group this year that you think w will be successful that is unique? Uh, I'll say a lot of experience that they have. Uh, you know, that's top 25 team the last two years. So I've just been able to try to learn from them. And, you know, they return a lot of players too as well with a lot of experience. So I just think it's a super unique situation because you're not out here just with, you know, a lot of freshmen or everything. What did you know about BYU before you committed to play basketball at BYU? That they have Mormons. That's about it. <laughs> that is an accurate statement, okay. Kelica. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and along those lines, how have your expectations of what you – I mean, how has what you expected been different than what you've actually experienced? Um, It's been interesting. I never really came in here with, like, a idea of BYU. I was just going to – whatever happens, happens. And since I've been here, it's been a wonderful experience. I've been able to learn about the Mormon religion because I don't judge any religion. I feel like you can learn a lot from no matter what it is. So that's been really cool. And just the people out here are so nice. Listen, we're hoping, you know, uh, if it is Shreveport, Louisiana, that we, you know, take the show. I, especially going at a minimum. Bowl I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> that The bowl game would be in Shreveport. So that Louisiana, nice. we'd get a taste, right? I've it's been to New Orleans food. once. You've yeah, will you tell us where to, to go? Can you give us the hot spots to visit in Shreveport? In Shreveport, I, I couldn't really tell you anymore. <laughs> Shreveport, I don't know if they have a Drago's in Shreveport, but if they do, I'll say you need to go, go there. What, what kind of food is that? It's like seafood. Ooh. Okay, love Ooh. it. What's your favorite Great. seafood? Shrimp. Shrimp. Oh man, I love I'm shrimp so, too. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> well, it is 11:34 local time. It's almost lunchtime. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, T. John Lucas just talked to us uh, about the sweets that are in Provo and. You know, it's a natural tie into energy. And, like, Richard Harwood doesn't need sugar to be on an energy high, right? No, not how, at all. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you handle the differing personalities of this team? How does that work? Um, you just got to embrace and accept everybody for who they are. You know, some temperaments are higher than others, and some of them more chill. I'm on the more chill end, but I'm not going to lie. Like, it doesn't get aggravating with Rich coming in there at 6 in the morning on two a days yelling and I'm like and playing country music and I'm like this is not the time to be doing all that. <laughs> uh, who's who's the most tightly wound? And I as a tightly wound person, yeah, I, I get that that exists. Yeah. Um I would say it's either me or Gaff. Tightly wound? Tightly wound. Oh but but you can chill. I could chill. Okay. I get it. You or Gav. Me or Gav. I like that. Gav Gav has a unique fun personality. He does. It's interesting because yeah. it's not it's not like the normal personality or the normal like funny personality that you're used to seeing. Like a dry very humor. dry sense yeah. of humor. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he's a like a five ten guy stuck in a six eleven guy's body. No, that's, that's how exactly I feel about Gav. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right, Seneca, we'll finish with this. Uh, the BYU fans are going to show up at the Marriott Center. What type of basketball and what type of team can they expect to see this year? Um, just a really fun and exciting team that's just going to do whatever it takes to win. I think winning is our main focus for everybody on the team. And, you know, just have fun while doing it. You're going to get your first taste by the – well, second taste after our practice. Yes. Midnight Madness tomorrow. Love it. Yeah. Doors open at 10.15, 11 p.m. in the Marriott Center. Blue and white game Spencer on Spencer and I October will not 29th. be there because we're old and have children <laughs> and have a bedtime. We'll be watching somehow. It's a student event mainly. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Seneca, I'm looking forward to your cookbook that's going to be released after your professional basketball career. Yes, uh, bar the barbecue shrimp. fish. Barbecue yes, fish. Yeah, 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 we look forward to that. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> He's a renaissance man, Seneca. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
Okay, coming up, Richard Harward screams at us. And was the West Coast Conference title game just uh, a preview of things to come this yes. season for Trevin now? Yes, it was. This is BYU Sports Nation. Just an appetizer, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, number 12, BYU Women's Soccer riding a five-game win streak in which it has scored 28 goals. Host, that's ridiculous. Host LMU at Southfield on the BYU TV app at 9 Eastern. Let's just quantify that in football terms. Uh, um, like BYU like would be like, yeah, like 60 to 65 yeah. points a game. Yeah, I'd take that. It's unbelievable. I'd take that, Kalani, this weekend. They might be, BYU Women's Soccer, the highest ranked team in the conference come next week if they beat LMU. Pepperdine's going to drop after getting blown out by Santa Clara. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Fun times. Welcome back on BYU Basketball Media Day to BYU Sports Nation. Our next lucky guest, <laughs> or I guess we're lucky to talk to him, is Trevin Nell. Everyone's Everyone's up. looking amazing. It's, I feel underdressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we have a dress code here. <laughs> oh, we typically don't allow suits. We say no suits, <laughs> but today we made an exception. Yep. NIL deal with Mr. Mack. For the whole t- so it's the whole team. The whole team has an NIL deal with Mr. Mack, and, you know, they look great. That's awesome. Yeah. We agree. We're loving it. Are you are you okay? So your head coach asked like suits or polos for coaches on the sideline during games. And I, I get the impression that he's more of a suit suit guy. He wants to wear a suit. He wants to look, you know. He, he wants to ruin his suits after the game with water. <laughs> he loves that. Yeah. I got this new suit. So let's ruin it. You have an exactly. opinion in this matter. Like, would you rather your coach be in a suit or a polo? Um, I personally don't have an opinion, but I feel like when Coach Pope is in a suit, you know, he means business. It's business. And so it's like a business trip. So I think that's how he kind of like takes it, and that's how we all take his. Once he's in a suit, it's, we're all business. Yeah, you were all business uh, this summer. You got married, dude. I got married. Your reception was legit, by the way. That's the tallest reception I'd ever been. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. fun. A lot, a lot of the team went. I think we had like 12 of the guys there, so it was actually super fun. And Who, who didn't go? No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the food was incredible. The food was pretty really, good. You also had a billionaire there. That was cool. Well, we had Ryan there, and yep, Ryan he supported there. us, and he's really good friends with Tatum and, and me as well, and so... It was really cool to see him there. That's awesome, yeah. It's good to have good friends. It's great right? to have great friends. <laughs> good to have good friends. Yeah. All right, Trevin, we uh, know what you're capable of. We we got we, we tease this. We we saw just a taste of what you are capable of doing from your three-point shooting in the outside against Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference. Uh where do you stand in trying to get better in that department? Like, are we are we Can you shoot better than 45%? Are we anticipating Trevin? more of this because that's a pretty high standard. Um, I mean, I'm reading, so I'm reading this book right now. It's called Atomic Habits, and Coach Figure gave it to me, and he's like, hey, so you're right here right now, and you got to get 1% better every single day. Mm. And so a lot of the times I feel like athletes were like, okay, we got to get X amount of better by this time. But if we focus on just like a little thing, like 1% better, like just focus on one little habit you can get better at today, that will help you. And by the end of it, you're going to see a huge jump. You might not see in the first like couple weeks, but you'll see a huge jump in a couple months. And so that's what I've been trying to work on. I've been working a ton on being able to help my teammates and being a great teammate, helping with my toughness and, and just being a leader out on the court. And so this year I'm going to try to help other guys get shots by setting good screens. And by doing that, I hope I get a mm. couple open looks because sure. guys are going to look at other guys. Pop back off the screen and exactly. you're open for three. Exactly. I like that. It's going to be fun. So your best game as a Cougar, obviously, was the West Coast Conference title game. 20 points, you had five threes. What can you take from that and build on to have more of those kind of performances for you? I think it's just confidence. I I came out of that game and I was like, I just felt like really loose. I remember the Gonzaga bench was going off on me. 
I missed my first three, and they were just hounding Verbally? me. Yes. Okay. And I said, okay, just wait. That's all I said. So I made my next three, and I just knew from right then it was over. And so I think just playing with a little <laughs> bit of a little swagger out on the court and just being confident. You know, the first two years, it's kind of like, okay, getting used to the college speed, getting used to being in front of people and playing. But now I feel really comfortable. Coach Pope trusts me a ton. I know the offense super well. And so just put all those components together, and I think that's going to help and produce the way I feel like I know how to produce. How is the dynamic of this team this year different than what you played with last year? This dynamic, I feel like we can we sh- we share the ball a lot more this year. And with guys like Tijon and A.B., like, it's going to be a heyday for us. And for me personally, I, I'm super excited to play with Tijon because he's just a guy that he'll have an open layup and he'll kick it out to me for a three. You better make that, <laughs> right? I'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be a super fun team. We're super excited. We're not as big as last year, so I feel like we're going to run the floor a lot more. Coach Pope has talked about that a ton. Is like we'll come out of huddles we're like, all right, speed on three, one, two, three, speed. You know, so I feel like we're going to be a lot more like quicker on the court, and we're just going to share the ball. And I think Coach Pope is going to trust us a little bit more with, you know, not having just one guy have the ball in his hands the whole time, but you know, incorporate everybody. How much more comfortable are you now as a junior that you've had two years of this? I'm super comfortable. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to play in front of people and, mm. you know, just to show people that I'm not just a three-point shooter. I'm not just a guy that can just, you know, stay in one spot. But I can defend. I can move my feet. I can, you know, make plays for other teammates. So I'm super excited for this year. Do you fight that stereotype, the shooter? Like, oh, I'm, like you said, I'm not just a spot-up shooter. Like, I can do more. Um, yes and no. Like, I fight it all the time. Um, I love to be called a shooter, you know, because people respect it's me. very flattering, right? It's, when the defense it, is like, shooter! Exactly. It's like people respect me. And so even the coach was like, hey, if you're getting guarded, like face guarded 26 feet out, like that's going to help us. Um, so I, I like respect it. At the same time, I'm not just a shooter. Like, I feel like this year, a lot of people are going to see that and show that I can actually do a lot more than just stay behind that three-point line. In what way will we see that? Um... I've gotten super comfortable and super aggressive coming off ball screens with the ball and being able to hit the roll or you know, being able to swing it to the other side. I feel like that's something we lost during the UCLA game was they kind of pressured us and we, we got a little nervous with it. And so I think that's going to change this year and we're, we're going to be ready for whatever any defense throws at us. These closed games or closed scrimmages are becoming more and more prominent around college <laughs> basketball. It's like these secret games. Ooh, okay? Secret scrimmage. You, you had one against Cal, but nobody could watch. Somebody committed to yes. Sign how to was Cal. how oh, was my. that for you? How was that for you? It was good. Coach Fear brought that up the other day. We were actually talking about some recruits, and he's like, "Well, what made you go to Cal, not us?" And I was like, "Okay, okay." That was like <laughs> that was like six years ago. We gotta let that thing go. It was a long time. <laughs> but um. It was good. It was good to be back on that campus and just see everybody. I know a lot of the coaches already left, but it was good to see the campus again and you know play play a game that's not against our own teammates. Yeah, you're sick of those. Guys. What'd you learn about your team in that game? <laughs> um, something we learned about is uh, we're still working on is just be able to turn down hard shots. I feel like a lot of the times we're trying to make a play for our teammate by taking a hard shot when we can just swing it, swing it, and we get you know Richard Harwood a wide open layup. And so I think that's something we learned a lot this past week with just being able to turn down hard shots and, you know, continue to run the floor and be able to beat guys, you know, with our speed. You played your freshman year and then uh, you broke your finger? I broke my thumb. You broke your thumb, okay. So you, you experienced playing in front of fans, but, like, not the whole season, right? And at the exactly. end of the season, you're wanting to play. Blah, blah, blah. And then last year, there's no fans. Have mm-hmm. you envisioned 
Uh, have you simulated the feeling that will be fans in the stands again? I am so excited. So we've had a couple guys in for our practices, and we just it gets you know everybody going. You like know? alums or we have alums there. Like we yeah. had the alumni. Uh, yeah people there yeah, and then we that's had like some, a few hundred people uh, exactly and 20, we were 000. all so excited like we're so excited playing in front of people and i still have that feeling when i went in with like you know 30 seconds left against gonzaga my freshman year and we beat them at home and to have all the people run out on the floor and i'm just like you were in i'm, there I'm sprinting them. away from everybody but <laughs> i think we're all super excited and i feel like the fans are super excited to be able to enjoy basketball again and you know we're gonna make it a fun and I feel like T. John always talks about this. He's like, it's going to be a movie. And so it's really going to be a movie this year. He said as much uh, to us during our interview. (laughs) Where does beating Gonzaga and winning a West Coast Conference championship rank on your list of goals? Uh, I think it's super high. I know everybody's talking about us going to the Big 12, but we're still in the WCC right now. And so our goal is to be able to bring home a WCC championship that BYU has yet to do. And so we're not thinking about anything else. We're thinking about the next game ahead. And once tournament time comes, come, you know, March, it's going to be go time. And we're going to be able to compete with Gonzaga. Gonzaga's a great team, great school, but I'm really confident in us. They'll probably yell at you again. <laughs> they probably will. Yeah. yeah. And you'll make another three and, and they'll be make... like, just wait. Just wait. You're like, just wait. there are five coming. <laughs> just wait. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Trevin. Thanks. Okay, coming up, we wrap up the two-hour BYU Basketball Media Day with one of the biggest personalities on the show. We've been talking about him for an hour and a half with pretty much everybody else. Richard Harward. Did he bring his country music swag into the studio with him? HR internships? (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is BYU Basketball Media Day. We are live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's been a fantastic show thus far. And it's only going to get better, Jeremy, in just a few moments. Let's let's party with Richard Harward. Yes, the man who everybody has talked about. You have come up in every conversation. Every we've had single today. one. Okay, because of energy, country music, country baby. You're driving Seneca <laughs> night crazy at 6 a.m. with your country music. Oh man, they don't like my country. Is he the one that's been complaining? <laughs> no. You got Travis, Travis Scott, like, it's, uh, it's a great day to be alive. That's what I start every day with at 6 a.m. just to get everyone kind of, like, all juiced up and excited. <laughs> and Tijan doesn't like it. No, he doesn't. That's all right. Um, we've talked about the energy you bring to this team. Where does that energy come from for you? Oh, dang. That's an intense question. Uh, We're going deep <laughs> now. Deep? Yeah. I don't know. I'm off the court. I'm a really quiet person. I'm actually pretty mellow, so that's just kind of my release, and – I don't know. It's just a lot more fun. Basketball is a lot more fun when you're just being goofy with it instead of being serious 100% of the time. So I'm just like, might as well have fun. Like, <laughs> And that expels itself in It expels volume. it out in loud volume, yes. <laughs> Love it. What did you work on this offseason? Because clearly your energy is where it needs to be. Oh, so yeah. skill set, what did you work on this offseason? Uh, I worked on a couple things. The big one is I lost a lot of weight. There was one point I lost like 30 pounds. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. Ow. Huh? Ow. I, I was just dieting and then just doing extra conditioning. And then we realized that was a little bit too much weight to lose. My game is I'm a bruiser, so I gained like 10 pounds back, 10, 15 pounds back. But, yeah, that's a big thing, like getting my body in better shape, being able to run up and down the court, being able to compete a little bit longer in games because we don't have like Matt anymore. Gavin's coming back, but he's going to be a little like hit and miss with his knee. So that was the big thing I was focused on, just making sure I'm in shape to be able to play. What are you at now? Wait. Uh, right now I'm at like 250, 255. Gotcha. And, and, and that's where you want to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right there. 
Okay. 30 pounds. Uh, respect. Yeah. I mean, I went on the COVID pneumonia diet and lost 16 pounds, but I don't recommend that for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was different. Yeah. I feel like a hobbit uh, visually. Just Oh, yeah. You, you're a larger human than we are, but uh, I feel tiny right now. Yeah. Anyway, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. You, you did some internships. You want to do HR or something? Well, yeah, Tell I'm wanting that. to do HR. That's kind of what I want to go into. You want to do HR? Yeah. What were your internships? Oh, I haven't been able to do any of them yet, but we've been setting them up. Yeah. Nice. Oh, but yeah. didn't you do something this summer where you got some experience with somebody? No, no. Okay, like, okay I was lied we had to. basketball all summer, man. I was, I was lied to. <laughs> I was lied to. What do you want to do with HR? Uh, I want to go into like recruiting and development. I really like the idea of like you're almost like a coach in a business, helping people progress mm. in the yeah. business. It's, so it's so it's not the handle complaints person. Uh, I can handle them, but it, like no, it's more about dealing with people. Okay, okay. that's that makes more sense because I thought I don't see the fit here. Oh with yeah, Kobe and Richard Harwood. That's where it started. Was it was a joke? Like initially, is like I was watching The Office. I'm like, why is everyone trashing on this guy? He <laughs> seems like such a nice guy. And then, like, all of a sudden, I was like, wait, it's actually pretty interesting what he does when you actually look into what he does. Yes, no, HR matters. Uh, it got a bad rap in the show. <laughs> Our human resources specialist on BYU basketball, Richard Harvard, mm, yes. is with us on BYU Sports exactly. League. <clears throat> I want you to be my HR guy at some point. Oh, I got okay? you. I got you, brother. All right. Richard, what makes you most excited about this specific team? Uh, this specific team? Just the combination of having Alex Barcelo and Tijon on the court is unreal. Like, Alex, I've always said, is one of the best decision makers I've ever seen in basketball. He always makes the right decision. He always hits the open man or takes the open shot or creates for another guy. And then Tijon comes in, and he's just, like, an extension of that. Instead of, like, Alex, who tends to be a little bit more at, like, the three-point line and kind of, like, drives in every once in a while, Tijon's aggressive. He drives in, and he does the same thing Alex does. It's just going to be a deadly combination. Mm, I can't wait. Tell us about some of the bigs, because you have a Tiki Ali Atiki joining. Mm. You mentioned Gavin and his knee still getting back. Fuseni Traore is kind of uh, an undersized guy, but his length is incredible. Yeah, good luck scoring over those guys. I know. So I, I've been telling everyone, Fusini is one of the best like freshman big I've ever seen to come out of high school. Mm. He's already athletic. He's already got a good basketball head on him. He has a great touch with the ball. He knows what he's doing. He's gonna be he's gonna be an all-star for BYU. I'm really excited about him. Atiki is just a freak of nature. This guy is so athletic. He's got a ton of energy. He's really chill, really funny. I feel like he's gonna be a great guy for BYU as well. And then Gavin, his knees coming back along great. It makes me mad. This guy blew out his knee, like totally blew it out, and he's already got like a vertical that's like 10 inches higher than mine. <laughs> so I don't know how can I compete? Like, how do I do <laughs> That's hilarious. It's just unfair. You it's know? unfair. Sometimes you yeah. just have to accept it, yeah. it and it's okay. How did what happened against Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship when you're so close and then mm. slipped away, and then what happened in the tournament against UCLA, how did that shape your offseason? For my offseason, I kind of saw it as an opportunity. Like, okay, we were against the, like, the number one ranked team in the nation, and we almost had them. Like, we had them up until the last few minutes. And then we go against UCLA, and we kind of fell apart, whatever happened. But then they made such a deep run. I'm saying it's like, we're right there. We have the team. We have the pieces. We just need to focus on the small little details. Because the differences between like winning and losing those games are in the small details. There's not a big thing you need to change. It's focusing on the small little things. Mm. So that's what Post's been talking with us. That's what I've been focusing on, trying to get like the small things, trying to get the small details in line. All the small things, you could say. Um, people are going to see it on your right arm this year during the season. You got some new ink. Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, baby. I love Lord of the Rings. I brought up the Hobbit thing. We have 90 seconds left. Oh, Describe yeah? to people what you got. Oh, so 
I got the the riddle of Strider in Elvish and Tengwar, the Engl- English script of it, and it goes around my guitar, and then I've got the Argonath that goes up each side. It's the statues from the Fellowship of the Ring. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it looks nice. It's pretty sick. It looks nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Fun. We're excited. Richard, it's so great to have you. Thanks, bro. Does the energy not feel like way uh, It's amazing. Right it's amazing. In, it's like, yeah. well, okay. Oh, let's go. Yeah, let's Game go. day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing we've ever done with you, besides this, mm-hmm. was when we did the practice last year, and oh. I didn't even ask you a question. You just came over and just started yelling. Oh yeah, and then you left, <laughs> and I was like, "That was Richard Howard." Yeah, let's go. That was great. Yeah, more of that, please. Mm, yeah. I got you. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Great to talk with you. Appreciate it, brother. Let's wrap up the show, Jaron. Midnight Madness uh, t- tomorrow night. The blue and white game, the 29th, and exhibition, the fourth. The season opener on the ninth. It's coming up, and it's happening fast. Basketball, awesome. without fail, every year sneaks up on us because of just the football madness. I know. We're like, football, football, football. Boom! Oh, in basketball your face. season is here. Basketball, let's go. All right. Our thanks to all of our guests today. We had an MVP lineup. It was fantastic. It was so great. Sorry to Dennis Bitter. We ran out of time. We talked basketball. We don't care about you today. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Liddell Anderson. Oh, nice. We'll see you for BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. I'm going to be in Pullman, Jerem. Speaking of football. I'll be here. Let's talk. Okay. Go Kooks.